0: Welcome to the Family Culture Project, episode number 22, Creating a Culture of Faith in Your Home with guest Jess Wollstenholm.
1: We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you to live a life of purpose with the ones you love
0: and become the family you are meant to be.
1: Faith is an integral part of many families, and it plays an important role in bringing people together. If you've listened to our podcast before, you know that faith is a core value for us, an essential part of why we do the things we do. While what you may believe may be very different from what we believe, the principles of cultivating faith in your home will likely be very similar. This week's guest is here to give us a few tips of encouragement in this area. Her name is Jessica Wollstenholm. She has experience working in youth ministry and with her own kids in creating a culture of faith in an intentional way. Carl, what would you say are some of the things that we have done that we've been successful in incorporating faith in our home?
0: Well, one, I think the core things that we do well as a family is attend church every Sunday faithfully, um, and even fitting it in around all the sports and, and all of the activities that the kids have, um, up here in the, in the East, um, quite often they have sporting events on Sunday, but we still are stay faithful to, um, you know, our 9 AM service on every Sunday. So the other thing that we've been very faithful with and consistent with in, um, our faith journey is leading a connect group. Our church has given us the opportunity to lead a small group every week, and we discuss faith and build community. The kids have been great in it in the sense that this is a family um, connect group, so the, the kids are help us prepare for the connect group. They help to um, work with the children that are sometimes there with the connect group and play with the children. So it's been it's been a, um, a family event for us, and it's something that we really look forward to each week.
1: And I would say that we model it as well. Our children are around when we have conversations about faith when we with our connect group people and they are a participant and they know why we do what we're doing. But we also model it at home when nobody else is around. So, for example, we pray at mealtimes, bedtimes, and in difficult situations together. And personally, I have also made it a point to allow my kids to see when I'm reading my Bible or when I'm writing about faith in my blog, they know that it's something I make time for.
0: Like most families, the way we've cultivated faith in our home is far from perfect. That's why I like this interview with Jess. Jess lets us know that we are not alone in this, and as she's touched on several points about having grace for ourselves in those seasons. It's hard to keep things consistent and and just reminding us not only to be flexible, but to how, how to be flexible. Kimberly, what are the areas that we have struggled in and we've had to adapt?
1: Well, I would say devotions is definitely an area where I've struggled in. When my kids were little, I had this picture in my head that every morning we would sit down and read the Bible together or read some sort of book and we would talk about Jesus all the time. And that has not been the case. I've gone through different seasons where devotions have been easy for us. Um, Sometimes we would do it in breakfast. Sometimes we do it at dinner, but with the school year and sports, not every season looks the same. And so I have had plenty of opportunity to feel bad about that. But I think, again, what you said is that Jess encouraged us to have grace with ourselves because this is not unusual. And it's important that we do the best that we can, that we are intentional with our time. But when we notice that something's not working, that we stop and we change direction and we try something new. I think another area that I had high expectations for, and I am still working on getting back to a rhythm on, is scripture memory. Again, there are certain seasons where I'm more successful at it than others, and I have the opportunity to give up or choose to start all over again and pursue the things that are mattered to us
0: yeah i think that's important because it's easy to get discouraged especially with something like scripture memorization that we think is very important um and that that we struggle to figure out how to fit that in on a consistent basis and and it is it, it does get you down once in a while when you think oh wow Um, I really kind of let that go. And, uh, you know, and and Jess, I think, gave us some good encouragement to keep moving forward and keep going and and adapting as we need to.
1: Yeah, we've really benefited from the encouragement Jess gave us on this topic, and we hope you will, too.
0: It's time to become the family you were meant to be.
1: We're thrilled to announce that pre-registration is now open for our Family Culture Project signature course.
0: We will be your companions as you decide what you want your family to be known for. Determine your core values and passions and translate your values into behaviors that can be taught, coached, and celebrated.
1: And then create a family manifesto. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com to sign up. You will be the first to be notified when the course officially opens and receive our pre-registration discount. Today, I'll be talking with Jess Wollstenholm. Jess is an author, blogger, and host to the family devotion podcast, Bloomtown Faith. She is passionate about developing simple faith tools to navigate the spiritual development of young children, and as a result, she started Gather and Grow to help busy families gather together and grow in faith. She is also the author of the Pregnancy and Baby Companion books and contributes to Faith Gateway, Tommy Nelson, Jelly Telly, and the Huffington Post. Jess recently became the editorial director at Jelly Telly, where she hopes to continue creating f- helpful faith tools for families. She lives outside Nashville, Tennessee with her amazing husband, Dave, and their two miracles, Hope and Joshua. So welcome, Jessica. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Now, do you go by Jessica or Jess? Because I know on your podcast, you say Jess. Yes. Do you have a Either one
2: is fine. With a name like Wollstenholm. I decided to shorten, you know, my uh-huh. first name as much as possible. So I like Jess, and all my close friends call me Jess.
1: So, okay. all right, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the reason that we're having you on today is because I saw that you wrote. You actually wrote a blog post for Faith Gateway, and in it, you mentioned creating. A culture of faith in your home. And so yes. I jumped on your website and started looking around and I found an incredible post called family devotions, how to be consistent when your life is unpredictable. And so yes. in it, you talked about a handful of ways. Well, first of all, if you talked about how we could rethink family devotions and build right. a culture of faith, and then you gave us some ways, um, that we can make that happen. So why don't you start off and talk to us about how simple family devotions can really be. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the
2: things that I hear so much from my readers and my friends, uh, and even my husband and I have worked in children's ministry for our whole marriage, so over 15 years. Um, One thing that parents always say is, you know, I don't know where to start, or it's too complicated, or we have the best intentions, but we can't follow through. And Mm -hmm. so my thing is the old adage keep it simple, (laughs) silly, um, because, you know, it doesn't, you know, gone are the days where we can sit around with a bible um with you know that big giant family Mm -hmm. bible i don't know if you had one we Mm had one I and mean, we didn't sit around with it that often. Um, more so, my parents just created a culture of faith in our home, which is why I love what you're doing here with this podcast, because that is that is the key, is mm-hmm. if it becomes a part of your DNA as a family, if it becomes part of your culture as a family, then um, it's, it's easier to keep it simple. So uh, when I wrote this post, I was rethinking family devotions, and, you know... I felt like God really kind of came to me and said, Hey, it's this simple, drop the S. So Mm -hmm. it's not devotions anymore, which is an act that's on our to do list that makes us feel like we have to do it Mm -hmm. every day or once a week or, you know, twice a week. Um, instead it becomes family devotion. And the devotion is the part, the heart part, and the part that is your culture as a family. And so um, when I dropped the S off of devotions, um, the Holy Spirit just really planted five S's. We're going to repurpose that S into these five things that um, can really keep family devotions simple in -hmm. our house. Um, And the first one is simplicity. And that if you kind of use simple tools, if you find things that work for your family, um, at Gather and Grow, we create things uh, with this in mind, because I know that you probably have at most five to 10 minutes, maybe a day, probably once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. So if you can have those little, you know, bits of time and use them intentionally, then um, it's so much easier to follow through. Yeah. So simplicity is that first S. Mm -hmm. The second one is your surroundings, and that is to cultivate a faith culture. Again, that's why I love what you're doing, um, because that's what you do there. Uh, And so for my family, you know, and I started out my post by saying, hey, what if I told you we never did family devotions growing up? And we didn't. And me and my siblings all grew to love and follow God. And it wasn't because of that formula that my parents followed. It was because of the culture they created. Mm, So life was faith and faith was life. And we always, you know, talked about God in the midst of our normal day. We always, uh, my parents always used things as teachable moments. They always had an open door that we could ask questions at all times. Um, There was no, you know, um, there was no right or wrong answer other than what's found in the word, you know, that it was okay to wrestle with things. It was okay to, to, um, to doubt things, you know, but we always came back to the truth of the word. Um, And and even for our family, it's as practical as we do a lot of our devotions at the dinner table because dinner uh, family, dinner time is really important to us. And so I have two little stations. We have something hanging on the wall that has um, a devotional calendar that we do at Gather and Grow. And then I have a, a little bookcase with all of our you know, our uh, devotional books and our children's Bibles. And so everything is really accessible. So yeah. our surroundings are, um, are adding to that cultural, uh, that culture of faith in our home. And then the next S is seeds. So we plant faith building moments into everyday life. Like I was saying that my parents did. Um, it's looking for those little ways to um, plant seeds in your child's heart. It's turning the drama they had at school with their friend into a faith-building moment. You know, recalling a, a scripture verse or just a truth that you know, or bringing it back to something they learned in church on Sunday. Um, or something you've been reading in, um, in the Bible or in devotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that's not to put pressure on you that you need to be in the word, you know, for an hour every day so that you have seeds to plant in your kids. Yes, that is the goal. That's the ideal. (laughs) But we don't always get there. Yeah, (laughs) right. So looking for opportunities to create those teachable experiences and stopping in the midst of the crazy to go, wait a second, I can teach them something here mm-hmm. for better or worse. This is how I do it. My kids sometimes get so annoyed with me because I'm always stopping to like give them a, a mini lecture on, you know, what I can mm-hmm. teach or plant in them, but that's, that's what it means to train them. And so I yeah. try to do, I'm not far, far, far from perfect at it. Sometimes I'm just so frustrated that it, the moment slips by that we try yeah. to do that as much as possible.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I can I can totally identify with the with the first three things that you said already. Um, I found that when I overcomplicate things, I don't stick with it. You no, know, never picking one simple thing. Um, surroundings. I have like our devotional book, which we don't do every day. But it's right there on the kitchen counter so that Mm -hmm. at breakfast, if I can get all three of my kids sitting down at the same time, it takes five minutes for us to just open it up. And sometimes I'll even throw it at one of them and be like, okay, your turn to read today. You read it. I'll make breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, yeah, definitely. And those teachable moments, I mean, as they get older, yeah, there's more and more opportunities to share what you're learning. Yeah. And the thing
2: that I always have to remind myself about the seeds and planting those seeds, that third S is, um, sometimes you do not see the fruit of that or the growth of that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to get discouraged because, you know, it's, I always say it's really hard work raising decent human beings because of the sin nature of our kids and of ourselves. Um, and when we see sin rear its ugly head in our lives and we've, you know, some of us, if we grew up in the church, we've been learning the Bible and the truth of God's word for mm-hmm. decades mm-hmm. and we still struggle with it. So, it's important to not get discouraged when you don't see the fruit of that and mm-hmm. just to trust that as you continue to cultivate that it it will grow in time. Yeah. yeah. Um which brings us to the next S which is seasons. For our family we have found a rhythm in the seasons of the calendar of the liturgical church calendar of the school calendar. I think for moms, especially we're in such survival mode in different seasons. So like the end of the school year, mm-hmm. it's nutty, right? We mm-hmm. just came off of that. So May, forget it. Um, we purposefully at Gather and Grow made our May. Um, we don't have a study in May. We, we do a devotional calendar. So there is a, a verse and a prompt you can do every day if you, if you are able, but we don't do a specific study. We ramp up for summer um, because there's so much more time in the summer and mm-hmm. opportunity on road trips and by the pool yep. um, or when you're lingering over breakfast or when you're lingering at bedtime because they don't have to get up early in the next morning. Yeah. So we really pay attention to the seasons. Um, and then the church calendar, um, Advent is honestly the whole reason that I started Gather and Grow. Um, I Although we were you know trying to be very purposeful in our family culture and in our discipleship, um, I never celebrated or, or um, followed Advent growing up. Uh, the church we went to, we didn't we didn't follow the church calendar. And so when I started to see people on Pinterest having all these really cute countdown calendars for Christmas um, and really purposefully using the month of December to teach their kids or, or to even get their own hearts ready for the holiday season, I thought, wow, I want to do that. And my kids were toddlers at the time. And so I kept trying to create these things. And then God just you know, said, hey, take them through the Bible. Just take them from Genesis up until Jesus' birth. Do a big Bible story each day mm-hmm. as you count down to Christmas so that they understand the whole story and yeah. why Jesus came. Um, and so that was the very first study that I um, put together. And it was really f- more for my family And that is really what started us following the seasons and then Lent. um, And then for us just naturally, you know, summer and back to school. And so those are the big seasons we follow so that you can, you know, kind of keep your uh, sanity when things are crazy. Mm -hmm. Some people love really doing um, purposeful family devotions during the Christmas season. Some people can't even think about it. So finding what works for you in those seasons is really important too.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you have to, if you have to maintain something every day, all year round, it is so hard and it's so frustrating because yeah, no season looks the same for us. And, and right. to have that freedom to flow in and out of what your schedule is and make it match up to what you're learning and how you're experiencing your faith is right. amazing. Yeah. You know, if your kids are in a lot of
2: activities, if you're a sports family, we have some sports in our family, but my kids aren't huge athletes. So my son plays soccer, my daughter does some activities, but you know, I baseball families, for instance, my neighbors, oh my gosh, it, it is so intense. You know, it's it's two practices and two baseball games every week. And okay, so during baseball season, like let yourself off the hook, you know, yeah. read a Bible verse together when you're in the car on the way, but don't feel like you have to do an intense study and find the time though. Mm -hmm. Commit yourself to finding the time that does work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last S is start with Sundays. And I know this is hard for a lot of people because I know a lot of families that aren't even going to church regularly because of, well, for lots of reasons, They've, they've moved and they haven't connected yet with a church body. Um, they got really burned or disappointed by the church over the years. Been there. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. Um, but I think when our kids see that Sundays, whether it's finding that church body or gathering together as a family and having your um, worship time and even your Sabbath time together, mm-hmm. um, I think that is such an important rhythm to get into as a family. And it's important. It's important for our kids to see us. value yeah. Do that? Um, that that is the biggest part of devotion is saying it's important to be in community. It's important to gather just together. It's important to set aside God, a time for God and to start our week off with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big, um, a big thing. And then if you do, if you are in a church body where you're learning whether together or separately in kids church and big church or whatever they call it um, to be able to carry those conversations into the week, mm-hmm. easier said than done. I turned to my kids this Sunday and I said, would you learn? They had just been fighting. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. They had just been fighting. Somebody got grounded for punching his sister. And then I said, would you learn? On <laughs> would you learn to <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, no matter yeah. how intentional you are, you're still going to have those moments where you're like, are you getting any of this? I know. <laughs> have, I, I know. have I really done this horrible of a job? It's just the way it is, but but you have to keep going. You have to push through those moments and go, okay, you know, it's hard work raising decent human beings. It's hard work to raise, (laughs) love and follow Jesus for life. So we're going to keep doing this. God, give me the grace and, um, you know, help us to create a culture so that it goes beyond those those moments.
1: Yeah. I think the key word you said was rhythm, whether it's a rhythm in your week or a rhythm in the seasons in order to, and and that just helps if you can create enough small habits, small steps. Yeah. Comes a rhythm. It doesn't feel as hard. It doesn't feel forced. There's, you know, a flow that works with it. And I think that's super important to be able to do. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. This is amazing. All of these are good. Um, they're good S's <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For us to apply. And, and all of these things can definitely be pl- applied to any value or anything that we want to cr- build into our family and its culture. Right. Um, because this is, this is like the formula. It's the consistency, the simplicity, the surrounding, the ease and the rhythms. And so that's right. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much. Um, before we wrap up, where can we find you online? Sure. Um, so
2: we, uh, I am at gatheringgrow.co. It's not .dot com. It's co. Uh, and on um, let's see, on social media, it's at GatheringGrow Co. for Instagram and Facebook, or at Gathering for Pinterest. And we pin all of our Bible studies right now. We're going through the fruit of the spirit together as a community. Um, it's a really simple study you can do on the go. Uh, we just launched the podcast uh, with the Advent season. So, for about six months, we've had the podcast that goes along with um, the devotion. So, Bloomtown mm-hmm. Faith is the podcast on iTunes, and you can listen. So, when you don't have time to read and you're in the car already, you can pull it up and just listen to the devotion.
1: Mm-hmm. Audio. Bloomtown is um, focused towards children.
2: It is. Yes. So so.
1: it's
2: a a family podcast. It's for you to listen to with your kids. Right. So there's an opportunity to pause and ask questions and discuss it. And There's a takeaway. So, um, it's, it's basically an audio version of the devotions that we write at Gather and Grow just to give you another format that might work better.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I know when I drive my kids to school, I have a captive audience and I even have some, some of their friends in the car. And sometimes it's, I've, I've put on some other devotionals and it's just enough to kind of, you know, have them pay attention. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Don't forget to check out Jessica's site, Gather and Grow, where she provides simple tools to help busy families grow and gather in faith, including her podcast called Bloomtown Faith. It's an audio devotion you can listen to and discuss with your kids in 10 minutes or less. You'll find the links to that and where you can find Jessica online in our show notes. Did you know each month we send out an email with tips, tools, and encouragement to help you build a thriving family culture?
0: We know your inbox can get cluttered, so we promise to keep it simple and purposeful. If you'd like to get these emails, there's a link in the show notes to sign up for it.
1: Becoming the family you were meant to be takes time and intention.
0: Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com. Today's episode was produced by Kimberly Amici, Noel Rhodes, along with production assistant Melanie Torres. The Family Culture Project is part of the Juniper Collective, a network of podcasting vision carriers who believe every person can have a better life.